This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, it's Ashley. Ben is still down in Honduras. Uh, I just want to thank you all for being so supportive of the Bachelor Winter Games and specifically the Almost Winners podcast episode from last week. So many of you listened. We got great feedback. I think we were able to talk um, and explain that Luke situation pretty well. And uh, I knew that he appreciates that. And I'm glad that you guys got to know a little bit more about Courtney and Lily and me and Kevin. Um, yeah, it is just me today, but it's actually not. We have a huge show because Crystal is calling in. We have CN coming in in studio and Sean Lowe is coming on the Almost Famous podcast for the very first time. This man is hard to get a hold of. He, you know, he's kind of the king of the franchise because he is the one bachelor out of 20, is it, is it Ari's 22, 22 seasons of The Bachelor. He's the only Bachelor that is currently married to the girl that he picked in the end. You don't count Jason Mesnick. Jason Mesnick, I like to count, but I think he's like a runner up. You know, he he doesn't right. get that first place. And I, Sean really was, his season was during like a Bachelor heyday. I didn't get to watch back in Mesnick's day. So, um, and Ben will be back for the big finale oh ben will be back for the finale which is so exciting i am stoked for this finale i do believe it may be multiple nights i don't think i can quite confirm that yet but it's gonna be a big one um it's on my birthday guys it is on my 30th birthday Wait, what's your birthday the fifth or the, the sixth? sixth oh no way and i am going to have to work on my birthday but you know what there's nothing I'd rather do. <laughs> That's kind of a joke. All right. Do we have Crystal on the phone? Yes. I have a list of questions for her. Crystal? Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey. Okay, guys, I need to tell you that I interviewed Crystal after Women Tell All for Access, and I, like, hit it off with you. I immediately felt very warm and comfortable with you. You didn't scare me at all. You didn't seem like a villain when we were talking. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, like, you know, don't normally come across like that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, first off, you did talk to me in your, like, quote, regular voice. And last night you said on Women Tell All, you kind of said that you were sick. And then what? Harrison was like, come on, Crystal. Let's just admit it. You have your sexy voice, right? <laughs> well, I definitely have a sexy voice. But the thing is, like, honestly, I work as a motivational fitness coach. And my vocals, anyone in my industry especially as the circumstance or the environment I coach in specifically here at Orange Theory in San Diego is very harsh on your vocals. And we lose our voices all the time, all the time. So prior to going on the show, I literally had to coach so many clients and classes. I just super stressed. And I don't know if you remember, but it's not the most uh, conducive environment for really resting. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) I will go on interview after interview, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired of talking. My vocal cords are just exhausted. But you still have your sexy voice. You should just admit that. I definitely have my sexy voice, and that's sexy time. (laughs) And it is sexy time. I mean, I sound different with guys than I do right now on this podcast. You have a different voice for different people. I have a different voice when I get nervous, and I have a different voice when I'm in my broadcast mode. You know. Right? Yes, absolutely. Totally get it. Um, I'm going to hit you with the hard (laughs) stuff first. Um, Well, actually, I do want to mention you have a friend from this season, and a lot of people would be surprised that you have an actual close friend from this top 10. Who is she, and why are you guys still friends? (laughs) Are you 
referring to Becca M. Yeah. Is that short-haired Becca? Yeah, yeah short-haired Becca. Wait, it seemed like you guys hated each other. Yeah, she totally got on you, which is so interesting that, like, you guys made up after the show. Yeah, you know, we were actually really good friends um, right up until about Tahoe, and then things kind of shifted a little bit when she had her one-on-one, and I never knew really the reason, uh-huh. but... I think you just come outside of it, and everyone has an understanding of bonding through that whole process. And Becca and I were really close, and I mean, we still chat. What's really interesting is that the girls that I was closest to on the show during the filming aren't the girls that I'm closest to now. It actually kind of just has to do with who has the most similar lifestyles to you and who lives around you after the show. Totally. Yes, proximity is power. And you know what's crazy? I've had so many girls reach out to me after the tell-all, after we filmed. So many girls called me to chat, and it was just because um, you you watch it, you know, and you, there's perceptions, and I mean, you know how it goes, <laughs> but yeah. you see little bits and pieces kind of, you know, moved around and taken out of context, and when you finally get a chance to explain and chat, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I was a little in my head. I get that. Um, I want to talk about the tell-all. Um, you knew that the girls, yes, despite some it. of them, you know, <laughs> making up with you now, were going to come at you hot. Um, why didn't yes. you just follow the past? Like in every past tell all, the quote villain needs to they always end up trying to defend themselves when all the rest of the cast wants is for you to just apologize. So why didn't you just get up there and be like, girls, I was belittling. I was condescending at times. I'm sorry if I wasn't my nicest. I'd like to apologize. You didn't think that was the best route to go? Um, I did apologize. I apologized um, that I was very focused on filling my need. Yeah. I was so focused on Ari. And, like, in a sense, like, honestly, after, like, I went into that experience and I played all out and every emotion I felt, even in the heat of the moment, I felt it. And I fully, like, owned it. And I, I was true to that. And a lot of girls came out of there really having regrets that they really held back and I didn't. Yeah. I really I laid it all out there. And so I wasn't gonna go up there and I wasn't gonna just cry and beg for forgiveness because I stand by how how I felt and what I believe and my actions. Do you have any regrets on being so mean to the other girls? Like I don't care. I wasn't mean. I don't know that I she was actually mean, mean to the But she said they were beneath her. Oh. That's not a super nice I, thing to say. Okay, yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> so, I, and look, I, I don't what, care, but I'm just curious if you have any regrets about saying when you watched it back, they're beneath me. Yeah, so, and you know, the context that I said, which, like, five seconds of my, my 10-minute interview was pulled from, you don't hear the whole thing I'm talking about, but it was in Tahoe when I'm watching literally all the girls run up and grab him by the arm and hanging on him and grabbing in the bush and the other one waiting and grab stealing him from the other girl to go kiss him. And I'm watching this and I'm just like, oh my God, like this is, this is, I'm above this. I'm not going to behave like this. I get that. Okay, I, I get that. that. I was. Chris, I mean, Chris. This is very different. <laughs> yes, Ashley. <laughs> um, one of our biggest qualms, I think, while talking and about you during this season was that you were like, oh, I am, I'm above them. I'm the really confident in what we have. And then you were the ones that you were the one that ended up like asking or interrupting the rose ceremony or needing extra time with Ari to kind of feel better about it all. How do you explain that one? Yeah. You know, it was so crazy having 
the one-on-one so early on and I didn't That's want it. a thing, yeah. I did not want it because you go, I wanted to slowly progress our relationship. And so the one-on-one, I really opened up to Ari about me and my family and my little brother. And it was so much so soon for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you never know when you're going to get another shot. Uh, having that uninterrupted time yes totally get that i think that if you have the first date you do have a little bit more of a complex than the other girls yeah and i think that i felt i felt really confident and i just um it really got into my head and it was really it was hard seeing other relationships develop and i i didn't know how to prepare for that and i I got really in my head i don't mind when when girls go up and get more time with him or whatever but the interrupting the rose ceremony was a little dicey for me because I'm sure they all wanted to interrupt the rose ceremony. Yeah, what's up with the interrupting the rose ceremony? Or, or do you have any regrets well, about that, or why was it so important, or like how'd you have yeah. the balls to do it? Well, I think I think the first rule of rose ceremonies are that there are no rules. So, yeah, other girls wanted to do it, I did it. And the, I did it because I needed to have a conversation with him, especially after everything that went down in Tahoe. Like, Ari and I had an intense conversation, and I had one, an intense conversation with Tia and Caroline, and I wanted to make sure Ari knew that that was resolved. I had gone out to them and spoken with them, and we were, it was resolved in the house, and I needed him to know that. I understand that. And I, you know, the last thing is just, you just don't know the next time you're going to see him or how much time you're going to have, and that is fighting for time and the concept of time and how important that is in a relationship, a new developing relationship is so precious and you really just have to seize it when the opportunity is there. I think sometimes when you have the upper hand at the beginning of the season and then you feel it slipping away from you, that's even more stressful than one of the girls that gets to know him more midway through the season because you're like, oh, I'm great. Everything's great with me. And then you're like, oh, wait, but now he likes her a lot. It just like more things are filtering in and, and you get more anxious than your average girl. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. <laughs> but I want to talk about your first date and how you went home with him on your first date, which in Bachelor world seems like an honor, but in real life, it would probably be a nightmare. How did you actually feel? You couldn't have actually been excited <laughs> about going down the hallways of his high school or visiting the old pizza hut you worked at, and especially sitting down with his kind of cold family. Like, I mean, I don't want to say they're not nice people. I'm sure they're very nice, but like, they're definitely not warm and fuzzies. Yeah, they were. They really were. And that was they were part. They were. I had. I felt so welcomed. Oh, good. At meeting his family. I and that was the highlight of the whole experience for me. Um, his family was fantastic and wonderful. And to see Ari in that setting as like the proud older brother, but then the bashful and you know loving son, it was really special to me. And I got to meet his dog. I mean, the dog and would be I the was... highlight for me. <laughs> it was. Okay, well, I got to no, go back I... to the bowling day because this is when you start making fun of Ari, and it has less to do with you making fun of the girls and being mean to the girls, but, like, being mean to Ari. You called him a needle <laughs> Which is not like yeah. the the thing that a guy wants to be called, uh, <laughs> and you called him not Peter. So I feel like you are having a little animosity towards. Yeah, why so much out. anger just over like him changing his mind on the bowling thing? Something else had to be going on there. I was so mad because on that on that bowling trip, you just see him with the other team. He's with the other girls. Plus, there's more be spending a lot of time there, and he was like the floater to help the team win. You know and. 
he was over helping the other team win the whole time. And we were like, come help us win. And he really wanted that. He was spending the majority of his time with that team. And oh. my, my team, my team blue was like, this is both. You know, he clearly wants to spend time with them. We'll okay. win the game. And so we were like, let's just win the game. We'll win the time. So we focus on the game and not already spending all this time with the girls. And so when that and happened, it was want. just so apparent because it was like, he wanted to spend the time with them. And, he, and so it was just, felt like, you know, I had a carrot dangled in front of my face and was said to perform and had it yanked away. And I just don't tolerate that. I don't do it in the real world. I don't do it in the fantasy bachelor world. Like I just don't put up with it. And, if someone upsets me, I'm going to tell them. Okay. So you were just, deal. you were being really super competitive and you're an athletic competitive person in real life. And <laughs> I just want to know, like, was that the time where you started to lose interest in Ari genuinely as a person? And you were like, this is probably not somebody I actually want to spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. You know, I came home and you see that footage of me, like I'm packing my bags and I didn't unpack them. And intuitively I knew I should have left that night and I was like trying to make that happen and you know, it ended up not, but I was done at that point. You lasted one more and then week, really, right? Yeah, I was, I was one more week and I knew going in, I knew I was going to be on a two on one and I knew I was just kind of being kept around for that, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, the, I didn't want to give up and walk away from this relationship with Ari because in my life, um, I'm always the one to walk away. I'm always the one to just to end things. And for once, I, I didn't want to be that role or have that role in the relationship. So so what would have happened if you had gotten further and there was never tension in your relationship? Are you the kind of girl who thinks that maybe she would drop out after, like, hometowns? Because I think a lot of people think of hometowns if, like, they're not really connecting. That's the time where they would think to leave on their own. You know, it's so hard because I just – I wasn't there. Um I never made it that far, so I really couldn't say. I want to talk about social media and how it's affected you. Um, A lot of people can take it really, really harshly. It, like, hits them at their soul, the mean comments. How has it affected you and your self-esteem? Just be Um, honest. It's it's made me stronger. Yeah, I I agree. That's the way I take it. Yeah, I think initially it was, like, week three, like the bowling, it was a really chill week for me. And I all of a sudden I got blasted on social media with such a cruel comment. I was like, where is this coming from? I don't remember it like that. And, um, cause you're watching the West coast feed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you're getting, and there was the East just, coast. yeah. Uh-huh. The comments from my little brother, those really, those hit home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other comments about me, I just, and my, how my, I, I am on the show as Crystal from The Bachelor, that didn't bother me because I know I can separate myself from that. But it was hard to separate the comments about, you know, my family. And, but ultimately, you just had to get to a point where if I was going to continue to focus on that, it was going to really tear me down. And it did actually um, for about, you know, a few days. It really affected my work and, affected like everything that I'm really passionate about so I just had to buck up and move past it and get grow stronger how are people in your workout classes are they like flocking for your workout classes or or what (laughs) are you doing like are you booming business wise (laughs) yeah my classes have been really packed and I (laughs) actually I just left I was coaching at a studio out in and I officially left and now I'm just going completely online 
Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I felt like it was a bit awkward between you and Ari on the women tell all. Have you spoken to him <laughs> since? That was so like, oh, this is so awkward. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine sitting in that seat? <laughs> no. The yeah. whole, and the, 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 when you went away and there was like the weird, there was no hug. It was sort of just like, Wah. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, no, we haven't spoken since. Um, I saw he had some, he did some tweets about it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I think I saw the, that. So what do you so think of Caroline <laughs> saying, I know what you did. How could you do that? Um, Caroline and am I doing spoilers here? No spoilers. No, just no. don't say the name. Caroline and Okay. I know Caroline um is really close with a couple girls. Got it. And you know, and you know, feels for them. So I think she felt like she needed to speak up for someone. Crystal, I feel like a lot of people after they had your kind of villainization they want nothing to do with the show they don't want to go on paradise i feel like you're a little bit more upbeat about it all you have a little bit more of a sense of humor about it i feel like you may be interested in doing paradise if asked is that correct (laughs) um we will see if i'm single this summer um We'll see. Okay. Um, and now we got to know. You said not Peter, so I'm I'm assuming you'd want Peter Krause to be in paradise. <laughs> I don't think Peter Krause will be in paradise. <laughs> I don't think so either, but just like he's on your radar, correct? You know, uh, Peter Krause definitely fits the description of qualities of the man I'm looking for. I mean, you guys could work really out is- all day long together. <laughs> <laughs> Dream, yes. Fittest couple of all time. (laughs) You're so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hi. CN just walked in. Okay, but my last question is beyond Peter. Everybody loves to know the other Bachelor alums that somebody's interested in. So I got to know, like, who would you want to see in Paradise? I'm going to ask CN the exact same thing in a minute. Oh, my God. Let's hook you up. I... <laughs> Who would I want to see in Paradise? I don't know. Um, I really think that Chase McNary is really cute. Okay. We've chatted a little bit on Instagram. See, he that would make one of my- sense. And he's never done a spinoff show. He hasn't. <laughs> there you go. Um, Future couple yeah, right there. I think he's a cutie. Okay. All right. Well, Crystal, it's been a blast. Uh, I really think that you're... You're far more fun than the TV has made you seem, and you're a lot nicer, and I think we could really get along in real life. So thank you you. for being yourself, and um, we'll have you back on, I'm sure. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, Crystal, of course, is in the gym all the time, and I'm sure she balances that with a really good diet, and I would suggest her getting on Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S., and while a lot of people know what they do, many people don't know what kind of meals you eat when you actually cook with Blue Apron, like quick bucatini, broccoli, and pepperino. Big smart cheese and Italian style shrimp and sweet pepper with incredible ingredients and chef designed recipes. Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. The food is so good. And Ben keeps promising us he's going to cook for us. And he keeps. Have you had a meal that no, he cooked? But he didn't do that for you on Valentine's Day. 
No, he's a liar, liar. We're going to bring this up next week. (laughs) Blue Apron delivers fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door. They can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what fits their schedule. Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Blue Apron is treating... Ben and Ashley, almost famous listeners, to $30 off their first order if you visit blueapron.com slash almostfamous. So check out this week's menu and get $30 off at blueapron.com slash almostfamous. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Guess what, y'all? I have Cien in studio with me. She's so pretty. She looks so put together, and I am in my pajamas with no makeup. But this is what this is what happens. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm great. I also met Cien at Women Tell All. We did an access interview together. So um, my first question for her was, <laughs> Cien, you've been getting all season long that you're too smart and too good for Ari. And I said, how do you respond to that? And how did you, what did you answer? Um, I actually just watched that interview on my way here <laughs> at a stoplight. Um, <laughs> that's safe. It's okay. Stoplights. She's traffic super here smart, stoplight. you guys. Stoplight. She's super smart. She went to Yale. That's what she learned at Yale. <laughs> um, so I said that, you know, I didn't think that I was too good for him, but that we were probably incompatible with mm-hmm. our lifestyles, yeah. which, you know, I stand by. I, I think that there are other people who are a better fit for him. Um, and there are other people who are better fit for me. I think it's super interesting because I accidentally, and I apologize to you for this, to Ashley, oh. said, CM's too smart to be on this show. And Ashley yeah. was like, how come you can't be smart and be on the show? Because yeah. Ashley is very smart. And I actually have felt bad about that almost the whole season because I did say that. Yeah. Do you get a lot of people being shocked that you <laughs> yeah. went to Yale and then you went on The Bachelor? Yeah, it's an interesting conversation because to me, I mean, yeah, it's not something that I plan to do. I didn't say like, oh my gosh, my biggest aspiration is to go on The Bachelor. But it kind of happened. It worked out. And I do think that it would be nice if it wasn't. I mean, I think obviously it's a compliment for people to say, um, you know, you're too smart. I get that they're they're trying to say that in mm-hmm. a, a positive light, but to me, it kind of means like, well, is there something wrong with you that you would go on The Bachelor having gone to Yale? No, it's like you so know what nuts. I mean. And that's what I. That's the part that I didn't. Right, like you're about so it. smart. Why'd you do something yeah, so dumb? Exactly. I'm like, it's, it's, and I stayed true to myself while I was on the show. So you know, it's not a dumb thing to go on The Bachelor. Yeah. We're all like, a, very many of us are emotionally intelligent. The higher. <laughs> Higher, higher emotional intelligence than most. Like, seriously, go pick 10 people off the street and then have them go talk about their feelings on TV. Yeah. Nah, they're not going to be okay with doing that. And then, I don't know, I have this theory that a lot of the people have maybe higher IQs than uh, the average <gasps> person. I might get in trouble for that. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with the higher IQ really? thing, but I do, think, <laughs> <laughs> I do think that it takes a a really brave person to do this and to okay. stay in it for, you know, a significant amount of time. I mean, it's a tough environment for sure. Um, and I do think it takes someone who's confident and someone who is, you know, kind of has some inner strength in them to get through this process. So, okay, there you go. Which is, I guess, a tough. form of intelligence. Yes. 
All right. Thank you for putting that way better than Let's I could Let's take Sean, and then we'll talk okay. some more. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, well, Cien, well put there. Um, we have a very special guest on the phone. You have no idea how long we've been trying to get him on. The Bachelor, Sean Lowe. Sean? What's up, guys? Hi. Oh, my gosh. You finally agreed to come on. <laughs> Good to be with you. Thanks for being here. Sean, I hear that you are not watching your buddy Ari's season. What up with that? <laughs> when y'all reached out to me, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to add to this podcast because I just haven't seen any of it. But I'm so was, curious. Are you not why. watching because you don't want to see him? No, no not at all. I, I love Ari, and I've, I've been getting the clip notes from Catherine, but uh, I think I was traveling the first few Mondays, and I just okay. got behind and never caught up. And no that's a bad way. excuse, but that's the truth. But it's like you're a good friend. <laughs> well, to make up for it, I've been calling him and texting him to okay. check in on him. Because so. he says he calls your mom mom. He calls your mom uh, mom? I believe it. My dad has said on a number of occasions, Ari is the son that he always wanted. So uh, my, my family loves Ari. Okay. So you've been keeping in touch with Ari. So I have to, I have to ask you last night during women tell all Caroline said, I know what you did. Um, do you know what he did, Sean? I have no idea. I mean, I've, oh, I've please. heard the rumors that, uh, reality steve has, has thrown around there as, as far as how the whole season plays out i've had zero confirmation if those are actually true or not but uh maybe that's what she's referring to i, I don't know we're definitely getting the hint that something's happening yeah 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 and i think production has kind of been dropping that hint too talking about how next week is going to be uh, the most dramatic season ever, and they've never said that before. So yeah, and it could what, be pretty big. Oh, yeah, they've never said that before. <laughs> but I do have to say that I don't think they would have allowed what Caroline said to make the cut during Women Tell All if they didn't want to tease a very dramatic ending, uh, like a, an, an ending where um, Ari could possibly look villainous. Not villainous, but like mm, in insensitive <laughs> yeah I, I don't know that's going to be tough because on one hand the bachelor goes out of its way to protect the lead like they always make the lead look way better than they actually are in real life and, <laughs> and that that goes i'm i'm included in that they like make you out to be the dream guy that every woman wants but you know in reality we all have our flaws and and uh they just don't choose to air that part how, how does it make you, know, you feel? But, yeah, go ahead. Continue. Well, I was going to say, you know, the rumor, I, I don't even know if I should say this out loud, but the rumor that he kind of follows in Jason Mesnick's footsteps, yeah. if that's the case, then that's going to be pretty tough for Ari, I imagine, because I know Jason got raked over the coals when, when he did that. What's interesting is Jason is the only other bachelor besides yourself who is currently still with a girl from the show. How does it feel? You got it. How does it feel, Sean, that you are the only bachelor in 22 seasons to marry his final pick and to still be with her? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely crazy. Why Catherine you? And I, <laughs> we we honestly we're so normal, and uh, I just feel like an old married man now. But sometimes we just have to stop and remind each other we met on a TV show <laughs> like that absolutely bizarre because that seems like something i wouldn't do like just the thought of meeting my wife on a tv show sounds so out there um 
but yeah, we did it. And to answer your question, I guess it makes us feel really good that, that we went on this crazy show and it worked out and we, we stuck through all the trials that come with it. And now we've got a super happy family. I, I'm fascinated by the fact that the bachelorette success rate, I feel like is one third, I think one third ish of the bachelorettes are still with the person they picked in the end. And then you are one of 20, well, Ari is 22. We don't know what happens there. But one of 21 bachelors who are are still with their wife or are still with their final pick. What do you think the difference is between The Bachelorette and The Bachelor? Um, I've got a theory. I, I think because the audience is primarily female, I think it's so much harder for the guys to stay in the relationship after the show is over because you're you're getting all of this unwanted female attention, and it makes it so hard for the woman that you choose mm. Because she's thinking, if she's anything like my wife, like, I just went through this crazy show where I competed against other women for you. Now that the show's over, I shouldn't feel like I'm competing for your attention still. And I, I just think that's an interesting dynamic that you don't get when the woman's the bachelorette, because like I said, the, the audience is primarily female. That's interesting. Um, I also feel like maybe the girls are actually more marriage oriented. And there's just like an intuition, like the female intuition is better. The funniest thing about Sean is I remember, was your wedding the one at the Four Seasons? Yeah. I remember somebody who will remain nameless, Chris Harrison, (laughs) saying to me, like texting me, I can't believe these two goofy kids are getting married. Like it was the first time where we realized we were way older than you guys. And literally two goofy kids got married and totally made it work. Maybe that was the trick that you guys were just like similar and in and like happy and this can happen. I I think that's part of it. I went on the show and I said, I want to find my best friend, not knowing if I would actually find her or not. But Catherine absolutely fits that bill. And like we just still we act goofy at the house and we are each other's best friends. We want to just hang out on the on the couch in our sweatpants rather than get dressed up and go to a club. Like that's just who we are. And uh, I think that definitely has a big part to do with, with why it worked and why we got married and, and the happy marriage we have now for sure. Your book is called for the right reasons. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So I read it. I loved it. Um, It was definitely one of the most page turning bachelor books I've read. Uh, You, Mr. Bachelor success story is self-admittedly wasn't there for the right reasons. Explain. (laughs) I think, you know, people that go on the show and they're absolutely certain they're going to get married are a little cuckoo. Like, (laughs) you don't know that. You don't know who you're going to meet on that show. It could, you know, you could meet 25 crazy women and none of them are good fit. So, yeah, I I totally did the show just because I felt like, you know, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I'll get to travel the world and, do all these amazing things. And if I happen to meet somebody in the process, that would be really cool. And not only did I meet someone, but I met my future wife. Yeah. And every time people ask me like the question about the right reasons, I don't feel guilty anymore saying what you just said, because you Sean Lowe, <laughs> have said it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it really is kind of nutty because I had, I'm not going to say any names, but I had a woman on my season who I after the first night she was convinced we were getting married and I'm like, Whoa, this is kind of crazy. Cause I just met you. So I can't, 
I can't jump on board that train. I feel like I need to call it like I need to sing Call Me Maybe now. This is crazy. <laughs> but okay. Um so Catherine's pregnant. How many months along is she right now? She is seven. She just entered her third trimester and uh we're due with baby number two on May eighteenth. How is she as a pregnant woman? <laughs> Incredible. I mean she never with Samuel or this baby Never experienced morning sickness. Wow, uh, lucky. Her energy level's super high. I have to remind her that you're pregnant. Like, hey, you should probably eat some food today because you've been running around like crazy. Um, so she's, she's handled it like a champ. Amazing. And I can't wait for the time that you get to tell Samuel and this new baby. Is it a girl or a boy? We don't know. Okay. Is it going to be a surprise, I guess? Yep. Was Samuel a surprise? Yeah, Samuel. And that's. That's the best way to do it, by the way, because there is no better surprise or exhilarating moment than, you know, first thing you do is look between the baby's legs to see what, <laughs> what you have. It, Someone we know fun. is like best friends with Catherine. Is it Leslie? Oh, Leslie she is. She says such nice things. Leslie is so close. Leslie from the Bachelor Winter Games is really close to your wife, Catherine. Um, when was the last time you guys hung out with her? And uh, are you kind of rooting for she and Dean to be a, a future Bachelor wedding? Yeah, I, I heard about that. I missed the Winter Games, too, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, Catherine and Leslie are, are, like, best friends. They talk all the time, hang out all the time. Um, you know, I'm all for everybody being happy. So if you find someone on this show as ridiculous as it sounds, you know, if your goal is to get married and you think that person could could be your future spouse, then, yeah, I fully support that. So. I, I hope it does work out between those two kids. Yeah. All right. I got one more kid. I got one more question. I love to ask the married couples this. I asked Des this a couple months ago. How are you going to tell Samuel and your future child about how you and your wife met? Like, how funny will that story be to them? Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm kind of dreading the moment because it's going to be awkward. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping Samuel's like the normal teenage boy where he's like, I don't care, mom and dad, you guys are lame. That's that's what I'm kind of hoping for so he doesn't investigate like my season and watch all the episodes. <laughs> yeah, but wait, do... will he? Are you going to have the kids watch the episodes? <laughs> I don't, I mean, it's all available online. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. I can't wait till he's like eight years old on YouTube. <laughs> Oh god! So I, you know, I um, I know there's some video clips on YouTube where it's only me and Catherine, and so maybe we'll start with that. Okay, we'll like just kind of omit the other 24 women. <laughs> the romantic montages. Exactly. <laughs> I think Sienna has a question for you. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm doing great. Sienna is from Ari season, which you may or may not know. <laughs> she dated your bestie. You wouldn't know that. <laughs> briefly, briefly. Um, so I'm curious what advice you're going to give Ari, um, after coming off of his season. Well, here's the thing. That's a great question. Um, I think pretty much every bachelor, maybe except for Juan Pablo has kind of reached out to me and asked for advice after each season <laughs> and nobody has really taken it. So I don't know if that means I have bad advice or they just don't want to listen, but I would say my, my honest advice is try to steer clear of the spotlight as, as much as you can. And and by the way, this is pot calling the kettle black because I did Dancing with the Stars and, and I kind of stayed in that spotlight, but it didn't do my relationship with Catherine any favors by, by doing that and being in that Hollywood scene and being pulled a thousand different directions. So I would say like you just entered into an engagement probably. 
in the most weird way possible. And it's going to be extremely difficult because she probably doesn't live in your city. And there's a whole lot you don't know about her because a lot of the bachelor conversations are super surface. So I would say, you know, just try to be with the woman you chose and really work on your relationship, get to know her because you're going to have to learn a lot, learn how to argue and learn how to forgive and learn this and that. So, um, that's, that's my best advice. Try not to get distracted by all the shiny lights. That's great advice. I hope he takes it. You did mention in your book that that period of time on Dancing with the Stars was the most challenging in your relationship and it was hard to get through. Yeah, totally. Because, you know, I I told you I did The Bachelor because I kind of felt like it was a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much how I live my life for the most part. If something really cool comes up, I usually do it because it's like, you know, when else am I going to? have the chance to do this but uh i had lived my whole life being the single guy who only had to think about myself and in that situation i wasn't thinking about Catherine. i wasn't thinking about the time commitment that comes with dancing with the stars and how my new fiance would be spending her days alone while i'm practicing dancing uh it was just really really unfair to her and in hindsight that's easy to see but as it was happening um i didn't really get it but you know did you We've want- learned, and, and I've definitely grown as a husband because of that. So mm-hmm. now I'm always trying to be very conscious of, you know, is this is this good for my wife? Aww. Did you warn Chris Souls about that before he did it? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Guess guys really don't take your advice. All right, Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully we'll have you back at some other point because you are, you know, you are a role model. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad you invited the old man on your show. And, uh, I'll, if you ask me again, I'll come back. Great. Thanks, Sean. See you later. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was fab. You know what we're getting he's into. He's great. He's great. I was fab. Yeah, he's really fab. nice. He's it was pretty all- fit. He's he's definitely he's definitely fit. And he's absolutely fun, just like fab fit fun. <laughs> Thursday. On Thursday, it's already March. I cannot believe it. It's my birthday month. You guys, I turned 30 in a week. Yeah, you Pisces? Yeah, I'm March 2nd. Oh, we'll have to. Oh, we're talking about this in our next segment (laughs) about Pisces life. All right, well, it already feels like spring is here, and it really does feel like it when you know that the new spring box from FabFitFun is coming at your door. FabFitFun is a subscription box with full-size fashion, beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. All products are full-size, and you pay $49.99 each season. But each box, you guys has a value of over $200 guaranteed. And the spring box is out now, and you have to get it before it sells out because I'm telling you, these boxes are selling out quick. I'm getting emails from FabFitFun always being like, make sure that you do this before it sells out because it's just like, it's insane. Everybody loves FabFitFun now. Here are a few things that you're going to get in your box. Rachel Pally reversible clutch, which I got to play with when I was at their offices a couple weeks ago, and it is so cute. It's perfect because it's big enough for all your stuff, but also small enough so you can carry it around without being weighed down. Then there's an Anderson Lily candle. I mean, who doesn't always need new candles for their apartment? There's Murad Skin Perfecting Lotion, and this is Murad, you guys. Murad is a high brand, a very good brand. Um, then there's this Physique 57 massage roller. Everybody likes to have a massage roller out, you know. You do it to yourself, you do it to your boyfriend, you do it to your best friend whenever you're hanging on the couch. 
Um, all of this and more for just $49.99. But for you guys, the almost famous listeners, it's even less. You're going to go to fabfitfun.com and use our code almost famous to get $10 off the spring box. That is fabfitfun.com and our promo code almost famous. Okay. Well, again, I'm here with this fab lady. CN, who just told me that she's a fellow Pisces and her birthday is only four days before mine. Yes. So as a Pisces on the show, did you find yourself overly emotional? Did, because that's our thing. Our thing is crying <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, don't blame me. It's just like the day I was born. I actually cried the day of the demolition derby, but I cried kind of to myself and uh-huh. I like went in the bathroom and hid and oh, cried. Good for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I, I didn't, I didn't want to cry on the first date. And then, then that kind of would, uh, domino effect to the rest of my experience there. Oh, so I absolutely. tried to, I tried to cry to myself. Once you break the seal. Yeah. It never exactly. stops. So I couldn't let anyone see. I, a few people saw, but I was like keeping to myself. But yeah, I think Pisces are, um, emotional. We're the last of the horoscope so, so we feel a little bit of every sign yeah. why did you cry because I I was a little bit nervous to be honest and even though I ended up winning I think I had to like build up that kind of I was like are we really like crash and it was intense you guys like I don't think the show really did it justice for actually how intense it was intense it was so um I never I didn't even know what a demolition derby was and so I was just like and I think it was a combination of the experience and there being so many girls. And I'm like, this is the first date and I feel like I'm not going to make a good impression. Oh, there is something about the first week. So what happened? Was it that second episode that the demolition derby happened? Yes. Okay. So there's something about the second episode that makes you break down. Oh, 100%. Did you realize that you got over the hump after that? Yes. Yeah. I needed to, like, I, there was a moment where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Oh yeah. There's always that moment. Yeah. So the first night, I don't know about you, but I cruised through the first night. I was like, oh, I feel good. I feel confident. I think he likes me. And then you go back to the hotel for about a night. You mm-hmm. get to like collect yourself. And then you go back into the house. You move in. And then you realize that you, you're you never alone. No. You have no privacy. And then they're really starting to pick at your emotions. And the competition really begins. And you just feel like, okay, um, I think I'm going to have a mental breakdown. I remember it was my second day filming, a.k.a. the first day in mm-hmm. the house. And I was sobbing so hard that I just needed, they actually felt bad for me and let me go outside away from everybody else. Oh, wow. Just to like calm myself. No, I, was I get it. It's like you you do have to kind of go within yourself and like calm yourself down. And I think that um, otherwise it can kind of, yeah, get a little bit out of control. Like um, the second, so the second rose ceremony, the one where Viviana did mic drop. Yeah. Um, I was like. I just literally like stayed by the fireplace the entire time. I was just like so keeping to myself because it's such an intense process and everyone's trying to get time. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was I it was there were a couple moments where I was like, I don't know if this is for me. But yeah. then you kind of just push through. Then it. you assimilate. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah. there is a couple. There's three days in there. We're like, whoa. Um, what was the hardest part about living in the bachelor bubble for you? Um, I actually. So the house was by far for me the the worst part of it all like once we started traveling I felt a lot more comfortable I I honestly was fine with it I think there were moments when I just wanted like 
quiet. I think we were in Fort Lauderdale and I just wanted to like read and just Mm -hmm. like be away from people. But Mm -hmm. there's always people around you. I'm a very independent person Mm -hmm. and I love to be with my friends, but there are moments when I want to be on my own. And so that was definitely the hardest part is not being able to have your space. I find (laughs) the exact same thing because like I'm I call myself an outgoing introvert. Mm -hmm. I need to recharge on myself. And whether I'm lying to just say I'm going to take a nap, I'll go upstairs, sit in a bunk and just be by myself for an hour totally 100 percent, and not being not having the freedom to like get the things you need oh yeah like, like not fake eyelashes oh believe me i've now become a pro obviously <laughs> so i bring everything you should see the size of my toiletry bag when i go for these trips but yeah not having the cvs runs the sephora runs all that's difficult yes. how you is- guys are making it sound really fun (laughs) i'm getting anxiety over here (laughs) yeah you're right not being able to run errands by yourself is something that you don't even think you're like oh they'll get it for me it's like can you get alone time in the bathroom uh, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, you know, you close the door and if they don't need you for an interview, like, what yeah. about a long shower or something? Yeah, would you shower in the private shower or in like the public shower <laughs> at the house? Yeah, we had so the room I stayed in, we had um a small bathroom and so it was private. What does that oh, okay. mean, Ashley? Okay, so there's three bedrooms in the house, uh, there's just a ton of bunks in each one. There's one big bathroom that like girls will honestly take group showers in mm-hmm. because there's two heads and that's not for me. That's <laughs> I an- didn't I did not participate me in the neither. group showers. Me I don't either. know if anyone on my season did, but I'm very private. I always like that. took a private shower. There was one time though <laughs> when we stayed at the W Hollywood and the um, glass of the shower was just it was like all glass the whole entire bathroom I don't understand glass. you guys hello hello hotels <laughs> um, I'm not sure why you're trying to make bathrooms less and less of a private place but just letting you know that not all of us who are staying together in those rooms are like husband and wife and even if you are husband and wife you probably most people probably don't like pooping in front of each other yeah so um, please make bathrooms private again yeah i agree make bathrooms <laughs> private again yeah <laughs> so at marshall's house one of the bathrooms has like what is going on like i'm still fixated so girls just jump in together so- yeah like a lot of girls are very open with that like locker room actually oh the night of um in fort lauderdale again we were rushing back from the thing and crystal gate was happening because we had found out that she had said all of these things this the- is the bowling date this is the bowling okay. date we had to rush back <laughs> we had to rush back to get ready for the cocktail party so we all we did actually all kind of like shower together in that shower because we didn't have time they were like hurry up and get ready and also crystal just blew up and we we weren't in there were we were split up like they split the two teams in different buses on the way home so we didn't know anything until we got there and the mm-hmm. girls kind of started to tell us so mm-hmm. um yeah so oh did. yeah tell us what happened on the bus what happened yeah, on the which bus? bus were you on i was not on crystal oh bus. darn it no. there's something that happened on the bus where she was like what just like having a I think cursing she just, fit she, she just banana. she exploded yeah, yeah. <laughs> she lost it um all right i want to know stories like the moment that you wish made air that didn't or fun stories between you girls at the house. This is what everybody wants to know. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, well, one time Ari and I did yoga together, and that was fun. He actually was quite good. He said that the only class he took in college was a yoga class. Um, <laughs> that was the only class he regularly attended? It's the only college course he ever did was enrolled in. Did you take yoga in. at Yale? Um, I, I would go to like a yoga studio, but they didn't offer <laughs> yoga classes at Yale. That was not a part of the curriculum. <laughs> 
I wish. Okay, so we had Ari doing yoga. What about life with the girls in the house? What was your favorite pastime? We loved playing heads up on the phone. Oh, yeah. Um, we did play that. We played some cards. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Did you paint nails a lot? We painted a lot. I feel like I was doing my nails like every other day. One day, finally, we were in the airport on our way from France to Italy, and I like was like, I have to get a manicure, and the producers just let me like be by myself for an hour while I got oh, a manicure. So jealous. <laughs> I was really, it was a great hour of time. Talk about airplanes. Okay, because you guys don't have your phones. You can't no. listen to your phones. I guess you have movies on those besides. Yeah, we had, we had movies. It was nice. I mean, I didn't mind it. I sleep, I sleep better on planes than I do in my own bed oh, i can like wow. knock You're out special. before the flight takes off so oh wow i i didn't mind the flying i actually like and that part i enjoyed um okay first i want to know your thoughts on ari because a lot, he's getting a lot of flack for being like not so entertaining of a bachelor mm -hmm. how do you feel how did you feel like he was when you were in there in real life um i i thought that he is a fun charismatic guy i do think you know there are times when maybe some things feel a little bit one note with him but I I can only say that like I think being the bachelor is or bachelorette is a tough role so you know and he didn't really have that much time to prepare for it mm -hmm. so um I think that just like any of us there's a lot more to our personality than what's shown on the show so I'm just going to give him that yeah okay okay yeah. I totally understand that there's so many good conversations that never make cut and that's yeah, always like he the most tweeted unfortunate something thing. really funny last night about Crystal he said he's snarky on yeah, Twitter he was very snarky um you didn't see much you saw a little bit of that but I think those moments they didn't really show them like he's yeah he's a he's a funny guy um but it wasn't I don't think that was captured much on the show, but okay, we got it. Well, um, when Sean was on the phone and I mentioned what Caroline said, the I know what you <laughs> did, you had a face. You were like nodding and you had like a little little something in your eye. And I'm like, oh, OK, she 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 has the she has feelings on this. Well, every I mean, everyone know. I mean, everyone can know at this point. It's pro it's like very there's only, there's only a, couple a couple things, things that, that could have happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like. It's it's confirmed, but I can't confirm it. So, uh... <laughs> did it change your mind on Ari on how you feel about Ari? To be honest, I wasn't surprised. I when I got sent home, and not anything bad about Ari, but I could tell that he was a little bit indecisive throughout the process. I said okay. to my mom when I got home, "I'm I'm confident that he's going to change his mind after he picks." Wait. No way. Yeah, my mom. Well, I was watching an episode with my mom and Lauren S. and Marie, and my mom brought it up because I had forgotten that I said that. And this was before it all came out. Well, wow. He said it. Wait, I think we have to say, um, I'm going to say, mm, spoiler alert here. You may want to fast forward to the next two minutes because CN has some theories that may or may not be accurate. In Monday's episode, Ari says, I love you. Like, I am in love with you to both Becca and Lauren. And then he says he's falling in love with Kendall. He obviously didn't watch Ben's season. Ben was crucified for that stuff. And uh, he goes, and he just seems very comfortable saying it's everyone. How How is that? And then he also mentioned in a in the tent with Becca, he goes, my biggest fear in this process is that I'm going to make the wrong decision and, like, have to or I'm going to change my mind or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I need to know. 
he, well, you're right. So he's what's just been the indecisive. First of all, what's the difference between I'm falling Thank in love you. with you and I love you? I don't know. We've been talking about this for weeks because I'm, he's been dropping the I'm falling in love with you for weeks. And it's like, well, no, there's the I'm falling for you. I'm falling in love with you. And I love like which one like is falling in love stronger than I love you or is I love you stronger? Oh, I love you. Is, I am in love with you, I think is the most strong. Okay. But I also think that like if a guy is going to tell me like. Do I now have two hurdles to get through? I need to find a guy who is currently falling in love with me. And then at another point, he's going to tell me I am in love with you. Like, I'm, the process is complete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know that I had to get over so many hurdles. There are a lot of hurdles. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say I think that it's all the same. Okay. I'm falling for you seems like it's got a little wiggle room. No, yeah. we, we know. I, I, I'm falling for you definitely has a little wiggle room, but. It's like, uh, I'm growing a beard versus I have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> I have a little scruff right now. It's coming in. Okay. Well, anyway. I'm falling yeah. for you. like I want to take you to Fantasy Suites. That's what right. it is. Right. Right. So now I need to know about how you feel about him saying multiple I love yous and how his fear you think is going to factor into the end result of all this. Well, to me, I mean, I think it makes sense to say multiple I love yous personally because if you're saying i love you to only one person then why are you even continuing the process with the other person well see normally in bachelor land you're not even allowed to say that until you're down on one knee and now he's really breaking the rules yeah well i mean i think that it makes sense that he said it to both of the final two yeah i think that makes sense yeah because if he says it to one and not the other then why is the other girl still there like she should just pack her bags now and we can be done with the season yeah. You know, so I mean, I do think he was I do think he was probably a bit confused on what, you know, he felt right. And maybe he thought one thing felt like the right choice, but the other was more um, he was going with his heart. So I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but um, I don't think that the two people thing should be that big of a deal. OK. Or okay. just don't say it at all. But I don't know. I think w- saying it to one person, not the other would have been worse, in my opinion. Okay, so now my last question for you before we go into uh, listener emails is uh, describe his relationship with Becca and describe his relationship with Lauren and how they seem different Mm -hmm. or why you think it's working with the two of them based on what you saw in the house and things that we wouldn't know as viewers. Okay, so I actually think their relationships are like quite opposite. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, I I, I gather. Because Becca went on the first Mm one-on-one And then after that, their relationship kind of slowed down. Okay. Like, I think that once he started developing relationships with other people, mm-hmm. she, I think she pulled back a little bit. Um, I think he pulled back from her a little bit. And then things kind of, uh, but I think because they had such a strong one-on-one, he wanted to see if they could get back there. So they went on their Tuscany date and things kind of fell back into place. Got it. Um, whereas Lauren was kind of just like under the radar for a while. And I first noticed that he seemed to have strong feelings for Lauren in Fort Lauderdale and um I could see and once we were in Paris I told her that I thought she was gonna be in the final two okay um and like I thought she would be in the final two over Becca okay um just because I could you could just see the way that he looked at her I agree yeah like maybe not so much in this past episode but the episode before that I was like oh Lauren is the one and now I when I saw him with Becca and Lauren in the same episode, I was like, okay. It's hard to tell. Uh, now yeah. now I see Becca catching up with her. Yeah, definitely. I think that 
um, both of the, I think Becca's more open with her feelings about Mm -hmm. him and she's kind of, she doesn't seem to have the same fears as Lauren does. And so I think that puts her relationship with Ari in a different place. And then with, um, with Lauren, I, I think that it's more of him trying to get her to open up, which speaks volumes because he wants, he wants her to be on the same page as him. Oh, it does speak volumes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let's talk about Lauren's silence for a second. Is she really that quiet and shy? And why do you think that Ari's so uh, drawn to that? Um, Lauren is, she's such a sweet girl. She actually was one of the first people in the house to come up to me and, um, she was just like, you seem like such a nice person. And we were really close in the house early on. Um, and she's she's a funny girl. Like I said, you don't get to see everyone's full personality. Is she not as outspoken as some of the other people? Yes. Um, watching their first one-on-one was a little bit hard to watch because they didn't really say much. It was a little bit awkward. But I think that um, when I'm – I enjoyed my time with her. I, I really like Lauren. Great. All right, guys. Well – there's a lot of wine in the Bachelor House. It creates a lot of drama just it, itself. I would suggest that the Bachelor producers think about trying Wink. Wink, W-I-N-C, makes it easier to discover great wine. Wink's wine experts select wines that match to your taste. Yeah, personalized to you. And shipped right to your door starting at just $13 a bottle. That would save them so much money. Um, I want you to take Wink's palate profile quiz just like I did. It asks you questions like, how do you take your coffee? How do you feel about blueberries? All of these questions factor into the kind of wine that you would prefer. And you're going to get it delivered to your door. And I promise you, it's going to be your favorite day of the month when you have all these different wines to choose from. There are no membership fees. Skip any month. Cancel at any time. There's free shipping. And if you don't like a bottle, they'll replace it with a bottle that you do love. There are no questions asked. You can discover great wine today. Just go to TryWink and wink spelled W-I-N-C dot com slash almost famous. You'll get $20 off your first shipment. That's try T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com slash almost famous for $20 off. Try wink dot com slash almost famous. And guys, seriously, I don't ever know what kind of wine I like. Like, I just don't get it. I just like grab whatever my parents drink. But then... I tried Wink and I took this quiz and they actually, they're able to scientifically figure out what my tongue likes, which I'm totally into. And now I feel like a little bit smarter when it comes to wine. Like I'll actually be like, oh, I'd like this because I know I like this. All right, Sian, uh, people love knowing about what happens in the bachelor house. Okay. Like the real life things like laundry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is from Taylor. She says, hi, friends. Real concern here. When you're in the bachelor house, do you have your own laundry room there? I get that you bring a boatload of outfits for cuteness purposes. But seriously, I feel like you need to bring. Do you need to bring underwear for every single day? It's insane. Let me know. Taylor from Buffalo. Yes. Uh- hi, Taylor from Buffalo. Um, <laughs> so you don't need underwear for every day that you're there. No. But. The washing machine did break while we were in the house, no. so they had to ship our laundry off to get laundered and then brought it back. And then after that, um, there were washing machines where we stayed. So I only did laundry in the house. I do feel like I brought like 20 pairs of underwear. Yeah, I brought a lot of... I, I don't think I... I don't remember wearing the same pair twice, but yeah, yeah, you have to bring a lot. But still, you have you have laundry. 
Yeah, pajamas and underwear are the only things I really washed because I yeah. didn't wear anything else. Exactly. Twice. I mean, you can't outfit repeat on The Bachelor. No, you can definitely cannot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is from Michaela, and she says, Hi, Ben and Ashley. I've been watching the Winter Games, and I have always been a huge fan of Rachel, but how she acted about Dean and Leslie seemed so petty and jealous to me. I was wondering if you all thought the same. I just feel like she was so hard on him since he was in her top four, and she didn't like to see him with somebody else. I mean, she said that Allie and Josiah were better than them. What are your thoughts? So I don't know if you know what she's referring to. She did, during the kissing competition, say something along the lines of feeling like Dean and Leslie's, um, their whole dance and, and kiss was very orchestrated mm, and didn't seemed feel natural. forced. Okay. Yeah. So what, what do you think? Do you think that she's just still jealous of a girl with her old guy or what? I mean, what? I don't think so I mean it's been a quite a while and she didn't choose Dean so I don't think that was coming from a place of jealousy maybe she she seems like she's a very honest person and she was just keeping it real about how she felt about their kiss maybe it didn't feel as natural as some of the others I mean it it was a choreographed routine so maybe she was just like eh you don't you shouldn't have to put on a show yeah to prove yeah your kiss is uh genuine exactly so I mean I I don't I imagine that it didn't come from a jealous place Okay, this question was specifically for Ben, but I really do think we can talk about it. Um, Love the podcast. Been a loyal listener since the very beginning. I have a few questions about hometown dates that I was hoping Ben could clear up for me, but we're going to do it, okay? What's with meeting up at a field and then the girl running into the bachelor's arms and wrapping her legs around him in a hug? This is, something, is this something that producers tell women to do, or do the women just take it upon themselves to do it? I can't remember a woman on a hometown not doing this. <laughs> also, do the producers help plan hometown dates for the girls i can't help but think that if i was on this show and i had to take the bachelor to my small town hometown in long island that we'd be bored out of our minds staring (laughs) at the town's post office thanks so much brie okay so i've been making fun of this for so long now i've never in my life run up to a guy that i like and then wrap my legs around him in a hug I just would be so unnatural doing that and I know that like I am heavier than I look I would just he'd fall over it would just be the least sexy thing I've ever seen but with you guys it's all like wee <laughs> I feel like you did do that did you I run did. I actually did that so I did that early on after I won the demolition derby I like hugged him and wrapped my legs around him but I don't know I guess it's just something I'm short I'm only 5'3 yeah, um, you're tiny. Yeah, so I, I guess I just, I know it is kind of weird. It, it's everyone does it, and I did do it on our last one-on-one. Um, but yes, I, I guess you just you are running into each other. Cinematic. Miss, yeah, it's it is very. But I guess that, that it kind of loses its effect once everyone does it. But I loved her question about planning hometown dates. Oh yeah, so we did talk about hometown dates uh, in the last episode. I said that I planned on taking him to the Great Falls Falls. That is just like kind of what my town is known for. Did you go to hometowns? No, okay. but we were planning it. So I left yeah, week, week six. And in week six is when they start pulling you aside to yes. plan hometowns because that gives them like a solid, I think, seven to ten days yeah. to plan them. Mm-hmm. So what did you want to do? So I had planned to take him to a hot yoga class. Uh, like a like a couple's yoga seabree that's what you would do like yeah. you would just take him to like your hobby place it, yeah. w- th- that doesn't mean that your town has to have something exciting it's more of like show him what you like to do when you're home exactly and go to brunch after meet some of my friends and then yeah meet your family it's not yeah it's not as crazy as 
you'd think you can come up with an activity. They help. The producers help you kind of figure that out. Yeah. It's yeah. It's more like showing your life at home and less of showing him your actual town. <laughs> this question is from Amanda. I love your podcast. Listen every week. Thanks, Amanda. I have a question that's been haunting me all season, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Assuming it would have been Peter as The Bachelor, who would have been his top three? All right, so Cien, I'm sitting here talking to you, and I think he would have picked you. I'm almost positive you would have been the winner of Peter's season. Really? Does that make you feel good? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, my other two that I would expect to be in his top three would be Crystal and Becca M. What do you think? Hmm, interesting. I don't think Crystal would have been in his top three. Really? Love They're... you, Crystal, but I think she would. the crazy would have come out with any Bachelor, so I don't think yeah. he would have really been down with that. But she's so competitive and athletic. Yeah, but it's not. it wasn't Winter Games. It wasn't a, like <laughs> we didn't have to compete for anything um in terms of sport. I don't yeah I don't think she would have been in his top three I think I think probably different girls I think he really would have liked Marik mm-hmm. um okay yeah 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 um I think they would have gotten along um I think um I think it would have been a different top four for sure had Peter been the bachelor I think so but you know he wasn't so yeah it's all so good. come on guys <laughs> why are we talking about this <laughs> All right, I want to move over to relationship questions, yeah. not so much bachelor questions. I feel like you'd be really good at this. I'm going to kind of <laughs> let you carry it because I'm really bad at relationship questions, being that I'm really in my first one at the age of 30. <laughs> well, I'm single too, so I don't know how great I am either. <laughs> okay. Um, but first, let's take a moment to talk about movement. I know you guys have heard us talk about movement before. You know that these two college dropouts, they started their own watch company, and it has grown like crazy. They now have almost 2 million watches sold, and they continue to revolutionize fashion on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. I don't know if you've double-checked their site lately, but they have doubled the number of watch styles that they have, and they are still expanding. In the past year, they've not only introduced a ton of new watch collections for both men and women, but they've also expanded to sunglasses and fashion-forward bracelets for women. Movement watches start at just $95 by a department store. You're looking at watches like these costing you about $400 to $500. Movement figured out that by eliminating the middleman and getting rid of that retail markup, they can give you the best possible price. Their watches are of classic design, they are quality construction, and they are styled minimalism. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement. That is mvmt.com slash almost famous and see why movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding collection at movement.com slash almost famous and join the movement. Our first relationship question is from Megan. Let me start off by saying that I am considered damaged goods. Wow. <laughs> I was a oh, I was married to an abusive man for years and while I have been divorced for almost 10 years, I've had tons of therapy to help me heal and I think it's impossible to ever walk away from this completely undamaged. I have only been in two serious relationships since my divorce 10 years ago. The second one just ended around New Year's, and I have a 10-year-old daughter, and she's amazing, but on January 5th, I had a hysterectomy. Oh, oh my gosh, this poor girl. I'm 34, and he was 30, and while we planned to be married, he had already asked for my father's permission because we're both Southern. He's respectable. Um, I know that I could never give him a baby, and that was too much, and you just couldn't deal with that. 
Ugh. This has been a bad split for both of us, and we were really in love. How do I handle going forward? I never want to live through this again. So when I'm dating in the future, do I say, hi, I'm Megan, I can't carry your babies? I have no idea when it's appropriate to mention this, but I would hate to connect with someone and then it'd be a deal breaker or then say it too soon and scare them off. So please help. What do I do? Oh, that was intense. Um, oh, well, you know, Ben's really good at handling questions like this. <laughs> I, on the other hand, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm so sad. Well, first off, I'm so sorry about that. Um, you're definitely not damaged goods. That's for sure. Um, I think that if you're going forward in dating, um, you know, obviously I wouldn't mention it on the first date, but you don't really talk about having children on the first date generally. But I feel like if you are connecting with someone, by the third or fourth time and you guys you know I don't I, I imagine that that might come up in, at some point and I don't think that there's I think it's better to be honest um early on than than hide that information um and then kind of drop it on them after things get serious but um I don't think it's something that you should be ashamed of mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure you've probably heard the suggestion but I'm thinking maybe you should date guys a little bit older than you That's and then guys who already have kids. I mean, that suggestion. would make it easier for sure. You're good at this. No. <laughs> Thanks. Practice. All right. Well, Megan, we hope that you find someone who just loves and cherishes you. You seem like a very sweet girl. This one is from Rachel. She says, my ex and I have been broken up for nine months and recently started seeing each other again. He is leaving on a trip for five weeks and then moving to a different state. So it just doesn't seem very realistic that we're going to make this work. As much as we both want to make it work, the distance just doesn't seem like it's going to work for our relationship. And it seems like it's not our time. Although I hate the whole concept of timing. Would love to get your thoughts. Well, that's pretty simple. Um, I yeah. Mean, I think you answered your own question. Yeah. I think that it's probably time to call this one quits. Yeah. I mean, I always feel like if you broke up once... Remind yourself why you broke up that one time because that reason, even though you're like kind of rekindling and it's all exciting again, it's probably going to come back up. Yeah, but, I agree. You know, then that being said, there's a whole bunch of couples who have split up and then they've lived to have happy, healthy marriages. Yeah, I think it definitely can happen that you can reconnect with someone. Um, but yeah, I think knowing the reason why you guys broke up the first time and then if you want, if you know, there's so many people out there. Like, I don't think that there's one person that's meant for you. So I'm always of the opinion of like, why make it difficult on yourself? Mm -hmm. um, especially if you have some doubts about that person. I agree. Totally. Just keep reminding yourself of that, Rachel. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to do a speed round of questions with CN before we leave. What's your favorite food? Oh, I love sushi. What kind? Um, yellowtail tuna with sauce or soy yeah, sauce yeah i mean pokey pokey bowls i could have those like five days a week awesome yeah uh what was your favorite date on the show my favorite date um moulin rouge mm. yeah were you a fan of the movie i've never even seen the movie what best soundtrack of all time i know i i mean i've heard songs from it but i've never seen the movie what is a surprising passion of yours slash interest Ooh. um well, I guess it's not surprise that surprising, but I love to travel and just want to keep doing that as much as possible. But it's difficult with a full time job. So, what's your favorite place in the world? Um, well, I haven't seen all. That you've of, been. I've seen been. all of the world yet, <laughs> but um, I 
let's see. Oh my God, so many good places. I recently went to Thailand and that was beautiful, stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I studied abroad in Italy, but I traveled all over. I actually really liked Berlin, Germany a lot. It's a Ooh. cool city. Cool. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Um, I don't really have one. What? I know. I don't really have a favorite movie, but I... I always like as a little girl remember just like loving Titanic. I know how cliche that is. That's my favorite movie of all I time. Just, like it's such a good movie. It it's, just it makes you feel so many things and I love it. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> just letting you know, I I know in my soul that I saw my favorite movie of all time when I was 8 years old and I will never change. I will be a 98-year-old woman saying my I saw my favorite movie at 8. Yeah, I remember sitting in the theater and I was just like you kind of don't know everything that's happening but I just knew there was a feeling I got when I watched it. I loved it. Oh, so. I know what the feeling is. I'm I'm kind it of embarrassed love. to say that, but it's true. There Titanic. is a feeling that I get still from that movie that has never been replicated. I agree. And what is your favorite place to shop? Oh, Gosh, well, I love shopping. I love Reformation, Free People. I guess those are good. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. <laughs> Great. Well, CN, it's been an, a pleasure. Thank you so much for oh, joining thanks me. Thanks for having me. You've made this episode easy without Ben, and <laughs> we've loved all the inside scoop that you've brought. Thank you so much. Guys, we will be back next week for the grand finale. Thank you to our guest, Crystal, Bachelor legend, Sean Lowe. And CN Fleming. Thank you to our sponsors, Blue Apron, FabFitFun, Wink, and Movement Watches. If you use all four of those, I promise you you're going to dramatically improve your life. Keep the emails coming at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. And Ben is back next week. Thank goodness. I know you guys are tired of just hearing my voice. And um, we are going to break down the most dramatic episode finale of Bachelor history. Until then, I've been Ashley, and this has been CN. Hi, bye. Thanks so much. <laughs> Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.